0: You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell reflects on the Thanksgiving holiday and asks his radio audience, What are you grateful for? Let's join the conversation.
1: Tonight's topic gratitude. So, what are you thankful for? Are you really, really counting your blessings? And what are you taking for granted that? you should be truly grateful for now typically when I ask family and friends what they're thankful for I usually hear the top three responses and I think I've shared these with you guys before right but the top three responses are oh man I'm thankful for my job I'm thankful for my health and I'm thankful for my wonderful family and great friends and you know I gotta agree with you that family friends good health and a great job are definitely things worthy of gratitude but this year i'd like for us all to think a little bit about maybe some of the things that aren't so obvious all right gratitude what are you thankful for i got james from south shore james you are on the air Lanelle harris how you doing
2: Hey, Mr. Harris, thank you for taking my call. You called me just right. I know that you said that you get a lot of uh, the typical things, like my health. Right. But sometimes people just say that because they think it's a thing to say. That's true. You know.
1: That's true. It's safe. Man,
2: look here. I'm thankful that God, and I don't want to sound egotistical, but I'm thankful that God has blessed me to be able to make reasonably sound decisions, to give me the humility to ask for help when I'm in doubt. Nice. And and I have to say it. And I'll tell you why I'm going to say, my health. I might not have said this yesterday or two days ago, but I just had surgery on my shoulder. Oh, wow. And, man, I was in some gruesome, <laughs> unbearable pain. And to lose your independence, man, have people have to depend on most of every little thing is something else. I really got some gratitude to be able to stand up and call my head Man. And wash my face, man. It ain't got to be no big thing for me. Just, to, Man, I'm grateful to be able to wash my face and, and calm my hair.
1: Hey, that's huge, man. And, and, and I understand. I mean, I, I know how these injuries or these afflictions and joints can affect the body. Hey, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I blew out the ligament of my pinky finger, man. And I'll tell you, you know, you don't appreciate your pinky finger until it's not operational. So I, I completely understand where you're coming from. And like you said, washing your face you know, the small things, brushing your teeth, those become productions when you got to figure it out when, you know, it was easy to do before. You didn't even think yeah, I, about
2: it. I really feel this way, and I honestly feel this way right now, and I'm almost emotional about it, you know, yeah. is that I'm so grateful to be able to do these things for myself because as long as I got my help, man, mm-hmm. as long as I got my help and, and my God, no, man, the sky's the limit. Yes, but once I, once you lose your independence, and once you be broke down, and can't help yourself, and have to depend on, it was bad. Oh yeah, that's a horrible thing. But uh, I almost want to apologize because you said uh, don't cover you with. That. Well, no, <laughs> that, no, but you, that. you
1: know, you called it out. You, I mean, you were very specific in saying that your shoulder. And I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, like I said, it's uh, I think sometimes we're very general about what it is that we uh, are thankful for. And I think there's an opportunity to begin to get very specific because being specific like that actually creates what I believe is a different level of gratitude, a different what? level of go ahead.
2: Well, yeah, you, exactly. I'm going to say this because I know you have older callers. It's one of the things where, you know, when you get a little older, you gain. You should have gained some wisdom and understanding about mm-hmm. the way of the world and life. Some of us are lucky that we, they gained it young. But, man, you know, when you're a young man, you jack your slacks up, you, you really be convinced of this, man. Look in the mirror, you tell yourself, boy, I'm, I'm it. <laughs> Don't get no better than
1: this. <laughs> and
2: you mean it. Yeah, then life realities come along, and you find out that this ain't no fleshing ball, oh boy. That somebody can give you some news. You can stand up and jack your slack today and say, "Man, I'm, I'm boy Jay, you the stuff, boy, right. you it. You got more sense than everybody. You better look. You got you, boy. You're driving good, boy. You the stuff. Then you can go one that same day. You can go get some news, man. Break down in the doctor's office and say, "Uh, yeah. oh, just 24 hours ago, I was, I, right. was, I was, was on top office. of the so, world, right." Just recognizing that this is just flesh and bone, and, and we pretty much got to be grateful for the small things. Big things to
1: take care of itself. Yeah, that's the truth, Thanks man.
2: Take
1: my call. Ah, no problem. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. All right, man. Great call. Great call. Like I said, it's uh, I understand where he's coming from. But I, I tell you, you know, so I play football and playing football. One day I caught a pass, tried to keep myself up, put my all my weight on my pinky finger, popped it, and. uh, man <laughs> you know i couldn't it was hard to wash my face to I mean you know it you know because it just uh the pinky would get caught up in my nose <laughs> it was interesting man but uh i you know i can james i can definitely feel you on that one definitely feel you when you say hey when one thing go wrong and all of a sudden you you become very grateful i got a tweet out there actually from keela and she's saying that. uh We often don't know how grateful we need to be until we are threatened with the loss of what we take for granted. And then in another tweet, she follows up and says the specificity in gratitude takes awareness to a deeper level. I completely agree. Thanks for sharing that on Twitter. Again, if you want to hit me on Twitter, that's at Linnell Harris, L-I-N-A-L-H-A-R-R-I-S. All right. Okay, so. I would be interested. When was the last time you looked down at your feet and thought to yourself, I'm thankful for my toes? Now, when was the last time you did that? I think sometimes we just expect for them to operate and do the things that we expect them to do until you catch a cramp, you know, you catch a cramp in the bottom of your foot and you're looking down like, why didn't that happen? Or or you stub a toe and we tend to look down and say, why did I do that? But otherwise, I don't think we really even think about them. And, oh, if you're driving, you can't see your feet. Well, when was the last time you looked at your hands and thought to yourself, I'm thankful for my fingers? (laughs) Like I said, you know, I after messing up that pinky finger, I was thankful. I mean, it's straight now. It's operational. I can bend it. But I think I have a whole new gratitude for, you know, you know, that left side pinky finger than what I did before I messed it up. Because I knew what it was like for it not to be operational. Right. Or when was the last time you looked in the mirror at your eyes and thought to yourself, I'm thankful for my eyes that allow me to see that allow me to see my face that allow me to see what I look like, that allow me to see what other people look like. And I'm serious When I'm asking you these very real questions, like seriously, when was the last time? Because I'm pretty sure that the majority of us, it's been a while since we took time to look at our eyes or fingers and our toes with a sense of thankfulness, like really being thankful for it. And so, yeah, I'm primed for Thanksgiving. I am. And, you know, that's my job. I'm always going to get you all into the realm or the real deep spirit of what it is that is happening and believe me after this show it's gonna be December and I'm gonna be all over the new year (laughs) like what's happening what's the plan but for now you know what are you thankful for because most of us assume it's normal for our two eyes and ten fingers and toes to be functional and in place like that's normal in fact Until now, you probably haven't given your eyes, fingers and toes any thought, completely unaware that they are there. Right. I mean, so, you know, they're there. You just. But what I'm saying is you just expect them to do what they do completely. Expect them to do what they do. Isn't it interesting how we reserve gratitude for all of the other things we think we might not deserve? But wait. What gives us the right to eyesight? Like what really gives us the entitlement or the right to be able to see? Or what gives us the right to 10 functional fingers and toes? Like, do I mean, was that owed to you just because you're a human being? I mean, because after all, eyes, fingers and toes are not a requirement of life. I mean, you can be alive without having any of those. In fact, somewhere, I'm pretty sure someone is living with none of them, none of the above, right? And you might well know, that's a that's a tall cup. Hey, like I said, I've been all over the world and I've seen some very interesting things, some very interesting things. Sometimes, and I think I got a pretty tough stomach. But uh, there's some things that I had to look away. I can remember in India, I was walking to the Taj Mahal, some, you know, in Agra, the Taj Mahal is behind the, you know, a wall and you have to go through security and you have to get a ticket and you got to go through security and there's long lines. But before you get to where all that is, there's parking lots and, and then there's a lot of people and you can imagine where there's a lot of people, you get a lot of beggars and in Agra, right outside the Taj Mahal, there was one particular, you know, we, walking in, I saw a man who literally was on all fours and had to be because of the structure of his back. It, it was it was one of those things where you see it and you like it's hard to even like your brain is trying to compute like what happened there or what's happening. But. You know, it's like I had to look away, but then I almost had to look back to say, am I seeing what I see? So, again, like, you know, you know, you might be like, "Ah, oh, well, you know, this is general. But I'm being for real. Like somebody out there doesn't have the blessing of the regular faculty of finger toes, eyes, etc. So what is it about the human experience that causes us to take our blessings for granted? You know, I'd like to think that I'm fully thankful for the surplus in my life. But I'm beginning to doubt that I adequately express gratitude for what I've been given. I've been given good health along with a loving and healthy family. I'm also surrounded by so many wonderful friends and opportunities. I mean, I have so much and some of you all have so much for which to be grateful. Yet thoughts of complaint still knock at the doors of our minds. Why is that? It's interesting. So over in the producer room, you know, while Salim was still in the air, Sir Henry walked in and, you know, he said, Hey man, how you doing? I'm like, I can't complain. And he was like, really? You don't have any complaints? I told him, I said, really? I don't have any complaints that are worth mouthing, that are worth mouthing, especially knowing that I was going to talk about this on the show. And I told him, keep listening, <laughs> you know, listen, we got some things that we'll talk about, you know. So I, I talked about my pinky. Where where this subject came up actually, where I, I made some notes and and wrote a blog, was early last year. My con, I, I, so I, I had LASIK now, so I'm I'm good. I don't wear contact lenses anymore. But right before I had the surgery, my contact lenses injured my left eye. Okay, and so. Consequently, my eye began to swell and all the white area around my eye filled with blood. And like when I tell you it literally filled with blood and turned red. It was not pretty. Like, you know, it looked like you know, I should be on true blood or something. <laughs> and uh almost immediately, almost immediately, I felt myself becoming a victim. Like I felt it. Because I began thinking all sorts of thoughts like. Is my eye going to be OK? And that's natural, right? That's a natural thought. But then it kept going. What if I can't see in my left eye as a result of this injury? OK, that's natural. Right. But then I went to why did this happen to me? Right. That's where the victim came in. And what's interesting is the one thought. And of course, I, I you know, I, I got clear on this after I knew my eye would be OK. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm human, and I go through the same stuff (laughs) y'all go through, okay. But the one thought I did not think was I am so happy and grateful that for 38 years my left eye has had the gift of vision, and I've been able to see. Like I didn't, you know, in the moment, all I could think of is my eyes messed up and I can't see out of it, versus. The flip side of, hey, I've had this gift for quite some time. Right. But it's funny how entitled we can feel because we've been given something so freely. Then all of a sudden we feel entitled to it. And so instead of focusing on the positive, I almost immediately gave my thoughts to the negative And what I felt was being taken away from me. Funny thing, I don't ever recall expressing thanks in the past before that happened for my ability to see. Now, maybe in Sunday school, you know, they got the little songs and stuff, but I'm talking about as an adult, like, you know, consciously saying, I am grateful that I can see. And the crazy thing about this is I've always viewed my eyesight with a deficient lens because I wasn't 20-20. You know, when I was a young man, I wanted to be a fighter pilot really bad. And I found out I couldn't be a fighter pilot because, I, you know, I wasn't 20-20. And so I think From then on, I always thought of it like, uh, you know, uh, you know, I I can't see good enough or I can't see well enough. You know, my eyes aren't that great. And so I never looked at, you know, vision or my vision with any sort of gratitude. Until I thought it might be taken away. (laughs) So why do we have to get there? So my question for reflection this Thanksgiving week is this. What are you taking for granted for which you truly should be grateful. Because this week I'm asking you to make a list of your disregarded blessings, like the things that, you know, just take some time and maybe even share with your family on Thanksgiving Day. Say, hey, you know, Linnell, or you know, inspirational perspective. He asked me to do this and I think it's a good thing for all of us to do. But take some time, put a list together. And once you have this list, take time every day to express your gratitude for these seemingly little but humongous blessings. Your eyes and ears, along with your 10 fingers and toes, I say would be a great place to start, considering that without them, listening to this program and reading my blog would be virtually impossible. So in the future, remember, it's the little things that often matter the most. And keep that in mind, the little things. It's the little things That often matter the most. So topic is gratitude. What are you thankful for? And are you really, really counting your blessings? And what are you taking for granted that you should be really, truly grateful for? I had another epiphany in regards to gratitude and really counting my blessing. So. I know sometimes the callers call in and say, how old are you, man? You know, how old are you? I know some of them call me, you know, the young guy. But uh, this year I celebrated my 38th year on the planet. Now, typically. Every year, I'll write a birthday blog post that expresses my gratitude for life and. It provides a perspective for reflection on how things have changed. Since I was a child. Right. So typically I'll go and talk about, you know, how technology has changed or how much we've advanced and all the cool, you know, new technologies, et cetera. And this year I decided to do something a little different. And part of that came because recently with the help of my coach and so I do have a coach. Uh, you know, I can't be talking, oh, you should have a life coach, and I don't have one, right? <laughs> so I do have a coach. And so recently, with the help of my coach, I learned quite a bit about myself, which sourced a very interesting epiphany. And I wanted to share that epiphany with you all tonight because I think this falls right in with, you know, this whole topic of gratitude and, and definitely with, you know, next week being the week of Thanksgiving. And my epiphany was this. I don't recognize or I didn't recognize and celebrate my wins. Like, so when I actually am winning, I didn't recognize it and celebrate it. And over the past few years, I've had some extraordinary wins in my life. Yet I've had this propensity to completely overlook them, like completely overlook them. And I've overlooked them because I've trivialized the circumstances and interchangeable conditions of the winds. So stick with me, because I know for a fact that some of you guys do this, and this is why I'm sharing. So I would ask myself questions like, what if that one thing hadn't happened that produced the win, right? Like, what if that one thing didn't happen? Then I wouldn't have this win, right? Or another way to say it is, what if that one thing had happened. Right. That one thing that might have happened that could have, you know, basically uh, knocked out the win or I got more. Right. There, Another way to think about it is Would I still have this win if it weren't for that one thing or this one thing like this person said that to this person and this person called me. If that hadn't happened, would I have this win? And so. What I realized about myself is that my mind has the capacity to create a thousand scenarios that will nullify the legitimacy of any achievement. Anything that I can achieve, like I can figure out a way where, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And the list goes on and on for why I can't celebrate a win. And I've obsessed over all the moving parts that created my wins. Thereby giving my thoughts completely to the circumstance of how I won versus really concentrating on the win itself. So as you can imagine, no thought or energy can be given to celebrating when you're trying to break down all the reasons why the win may not have happened and you can't get too excited about it because it can still slip from underneath you, blah, blah, blah. Does any of this sound familiar? Like, am I out here alone in regards to what that feels like. And so basically what I realized is I haven't really celebrated any of my achievements in quite a while. Now, don't get me wrong, okay, because I am gracious. I mean, I I appreciate the support and love I get from my family, friends, colleagues and close acquaintances. And I smile and express my thanks for their kind words when they say, oh, man, you know, you're doing so well. But it's been tough to let that translate into the freedom to actually celebrate. I mean, I've told myself a story that because of the what ifs of circumstance, my wins aren't really wins. After all, the what ifs could have changed the entire outcome of the circumstance that led to the win in the first place. And so. After having this epiphany, it finally hit me. The circumstantial what ifs can't change the fact that I experienced a win. I'm going to say it again. The circumstantial what ifs can't change the fact that I experienced a win. Why? Because it's all in the past and we can't change the past. So why am I glossing over real wins? To focus on past circumstance like why am I doing that? Well, maybe it's the same thing we typically do for the losses we suffer. So as you know, I'm I'm getting to something here. So stick with me. So think about the losses we suffer. We gloss over the opportunity of the present, the right now, because when we lose, we're fixated on the interchangeable conditions of past circumstances and the subsequent loss we suffered. How do I know that? Because it's all in the same context. It's all in the same context. If I don't celebrate my wins because I'm concerned about the past, it creates the same circumstance where you can't be present in the moment. Same thing with if you have a loss. If you're stuck in the past around the circumstances and interchangeable conditions of how you suffered the loss, then you continue to suffer the loss over and over and over again because you're constantly living in the past circumstance versus being present in the now. Now here's the deal. Life is full of variables. However, if one of these variables produced a loss, what I know about Linnell is this, I would allow myself to feel the full impact of that loss yet when these same variables produce a win I'm hesitant to celebrate is this you know landing for any of you guys and here's the deal if I have a win I should celebrate if you have a win you should celebrate it doesn't matter how it happened it's a win the score is one zero period if you have a win you should celebrate It doesn't matter how your win happened. It's a win. So just because you're not where you want to be doesn't mean you can't celebrate on the way to your destination. So this Thanksgiving week, I'm asking you for just one gift. And that really is for us to begin exploring our relationship to winning and losing. Like, what's your relationship to it? When you win, are you taking the time to adequately celebrate your win and be present in the moment? When you win, are you taking the time to adequately celebrate all the way through? And when you lose, are you obsessing over all the variables and interchangeable conditions of your loss rather than being focused on the opportunities of the present? These are the questions I know that I've been asking myself, and they are transforming really transforming my relationship to winning and losing. And I'm, I'm really not winning if I don't celebrate the win. And who am I to trivialize and inspect my blessings? That's what I really wanted to get to. Who are any of us to trivialize and inspect our blessings? Who are you to do that? So, so, This Thanksgiving week, I think it's the perfect time for us to really begin learning how to celebrate our wins, how to celebrate our blessings and to learn the lessons of letting our losses be our losses and finding the opportunity in the present, finding the opportunity in the present. You know, it's crazy. Gratitude unlocks more blessings. It really does. When you're grateful for what you have, when you're grateful for for what is right in the now, it can create more of what is right in the future. So what are you thankful for? And are you really, really counting your blessings, like really counting them? You know, so we talked a little earlier about eyes, fingers and toes, eyes, ears, fingers and toes. Right. And how these are the things that we feel entitled to. But when something goes down, all of a sudden, you know, you you recognize that those are critical components of, you know, our well-being. And oh, by the way, I should be thankful for that. And so what are you taking for granted that you should really be truly grateful for? What are you taking for granted? So I have another perspective or another Wait for you all to look about look at gratitude. You know, I can go all night, you know, (laughs) on this subject because this is huge. Now. Growing up and living in a large city, I think, can make any of us take the sound of a siren for granted. Right. Because in a big city like Chicago, where we are, where the studio is, you know, it's a common occurrence to hear police sirens. I mean, it's no big deal. Right. It's a common occurrence to hear fire truck sirens. And it's a common occurrence to hear ambulance sirens. It's a common occurrence to hear almost any type of honking and, and noise, right? But sirens in particular. I know even here in the studio, we can hear a, a little bit of the buzz going by here on 87th Street, right? Or if we can't hear it, we can uh, definitely see the lights. You know, you look to the left and see a police car speed by or. Or an ambulance, and the sirens—they have a way of interrupting us. Right now, for those of us who live in a big city, you know, they it may not interrupt our sleep. I think at the most we probably just turn over a little bit, right? <laughs> but these sirens interrupt our conference calls. You know, for those of us who are uh, in the corporate business of some sort, you know, you have to pause. You can't hear over that. Um, these sirens interrupt meetings. With important clients. These sirens cause transactions to pause. But I'm curious as to why. I'm curious as to why. So I'll get back to that thought in a moment. I'm gonna take this phone call from Brian out of Whitlam. Brian, how are you, man? You on the air?
3: Yes. How are you, coach?
1: I'm well. I'm well. I'm blessed. <laughs>
3: Man, you had uh, hit some points today that uh, touched me in my life, and it resonated very well because of simple fact: I have lost my eyesight.
2: Mm. Okay.
3: Yeah, and I was visually for a while. This has been seventh year uh, being visually impaired. I was hit with a cleft heel in one eye. Oh wow! And the uh, left eye lasted, and uh, the right eye ended up catching the glaucoma. Oh. So it made me lose my vision. But uh, as you were saying, it strengthened me where I know I wasn't able to see my computer anymore, work mm-hmm. with that. Now I have to use certain items, you know, to operate particular things, you know, right, braille right. reading. right. And it's just been amazing to, you know, continue on. And uh, what's been really holding me and strengthening me is I've been an inspiration to others to see me carry on, you know?
1: Right, yeah. With
3: the strength and, you know, courage to go every day. Normally. You know when it first occurred, I was like, "Whoa, I'd rather drop dead. I'm never gonna see again you right, know right. and then uh of course, I had some mentors and coached me, you know, hey, say, hey, brother, you still have good health, and you know you mm-hmm. you know you can carry on you know and i uh joined uh school of blind and got uh some tools to use is my braille reading upgrading, you know. Now right. I'm working with the computer mm-hmm. to uh, read it with the talking computer and things of that nature. Okay, but uh, it's just amazing, you know, from you hitting them points, right? Yeah, I said, oh, should I call or shouldn't I call? Yeah, oh
1: man, I'm happy you be. did. I'm happy you did, with
3: you, you know. Yeah, you've been all right, bro. Good old inspirational when I first heard you taking
1: on I said wait he knows about coaching I've been loving you ever since brother oh man I appreciate that happy holidays yeah same to you yes sir uh, you know I'm I'm hoping someone out there uh, heard that
0: this episode of inspirational perspective was recorded at the midway broadcasting corporation in Chicago Illinois on WVON 1690 AM the talk of Chicago thank you for listening Go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.